Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Welcome to the Corlin Economics Report, a weekly look at financial and political topics relating to asset-based investing. Guests on this program pay no fees to appear, and guests and hosts disclose any equity interest in companies profiled. Now, the Corlin Economics Report. Welcome to the weekend edition of the AE Reports. Corey and Chad here this weekend, focusing more on trading these markets, starting with U.S. equity markets and also looking at Some of the resource sectors, especially the energy sector in the back half of this first hour. We are chatting with Rick Bensignor, president of Bensignor Investment Strategies, writes the institutional newsletter, supposedly irrelevant factors. That is read by some of the most successful hedge funds in the world. On the retail and individual side, check out the In the No Trader website. Rick has three products there. A monthly report called the 711, where Rick picks no more than seven of the 11 Spider ETFs with the goal to beat the S&P. Weekly report called the Tactical Trader Report and a daily report called the Daily Tip Sheet. Rick, let's get right into it in terms of U.S. equity markets. We've seen the S&P, the Dow, And the NASDAQ are very close, the NASDAQ, to all-time highs. And these highs just seem to keep on getting confirmed as markets keep on running higher. We do get the odd argument that the breadth just isn't there. But, hey, just look at these broad averages. Money is clearly coming in. Rick, how sustainable, how much higher could this bull market run? Well, we've seen it before. It doesn't happen that often. But uh, we've now shut up. Over, I don't know, where, where we're approaching 25% or something like that off of the October low without a 5% pullback along the way. I'm not even sure we got more than a 3% pullback. So to answer your question, it can continue. We've seen this before. It doesn't happen that often. But on occasion, you get these kind of tectonic moves that are just changing events, and and they can go on for a long time. And the thing is that... Investors need to realize, and and I'd say that it's hard for them not to realize it because it's spoken about in the media all the time, is that you you take a look at the S&Ps, whether through the spiders as the ETF or the QQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100 tracking ETF. These are large cap index weighted, large cap weighted ETFs uh, or indexes. And as long as you've got the bigger names doing well, you can talk about breath. That's you know not what you want to see. But if you own the spiders, you're doing just fine. In fact, you're doing tremendously well. And you don't have to individually own Nvidia, Meta, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, etc. You just need to own the spiders, and you've got them that way. So although you don't have the broadening out the way people would like to see into mid-cap and small-cap names, if you're an index player and you own in your personal portfolios these large-cap ETFs, you're doing just fine, and you don't need to have the market broaden out. You know, you'll, you'll laugh all the way to the bank on, on just having spiders. 
that 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 works. So I think the question that investors really need to ask themselves is, do I need to see the market broaden out in order to think this can go higher? Or can these large cap names continue to carry the market higher? And I, and I think based upon this earnings season, the answer is yes. We can see the market continue to stay lofty with these you know, dozen names or so leading the pack. And it really doesn't matter what the other ones do as long as you've got the spiders or the cubes. If you're talking about individual names, I dare say that your account is not anything close to what the return of the S&P is. So it's, do you want to own the indexes or do you want to own the individual names? That's really the question for any individual investor. Well, Rick, along that line of thinking, uh, while the tech sector and some of those mega cap stocks have led the weighted indexes higher and, and investors there have done very well, we have had some people on that noted there are some other sectors like healthcare or insurance or industrials that are starting to show some life. So there's more market breadth there than maybe some participants are giving it credit for. Are, you like to look at 11 spider ETFs and pick no more than seven of them for your 7-Eleven fund. Are there any that you're noticing moving up in rank, moving up the batting order, having some relative strength? Well, okay. So besides the obvious, which is tech, which is, you know, just blowing away everything, you've got communication services. If you look at the, the three main sectors that the Magnificent Seven are in, they're tech names. Uh, Amazon and Tesla are the two leading names in consumer discretionary. That's ticker XLY. XLC is communications, and that is uh, Google and, uh, and Meta. So those continue to be the leaders. The big laggards are REITs and utilities. Uh, healthcare had a horrible year last year, gave back everything it had outperformed the prior year. Uh, and it's uh, a lot of people came into this year saying healthcare would be, you know, a, a very favorable sector. It's doing okay, but these indices are dominated by those three: XLC, XLY, XLK. And that's really where, as long as you believe that the Mag Seven are going to generally be your price leaders, then that's really where you want to have your concentration. So, Rick, look, you play the ETFs, right? And there, there's a lot of investors, majority of investors, I think, do play ETFs rather than individual stock picking. I like that question that you asked there. Do you want to own the ind indexes or individual names? Give us some insights on why you own the ETFs and why we have seen such a shift to investors investing in ETFs rather than driving down into the individual stock names. Well, look, when I designed the 7-Eleven report and the whole concept here of outperforming the S&P, it made sense to me that the easiest, most efficient way of doing that is by playing the 11 sectors that make up the S&P 500 instead of playing individual stocks. And as long as you have, let's say, tech, which I've had continuously since I started, I've never not had tech in being one of the seven. As long as you have the sectors that are now predominating the market, you have a much better chance of outperforming. And, of course, anybody can go and play individual names. And, look, if you were long, if you had a portfolio, let's just for argument's sake, these seven names, and that was your portfolio, you've crushed the S&P. You, you had, obviously, total concentration 
in tech communication services and uh, consumers, consumer discretionary. And, and you would have just blown the S&P away because of the performance of these names. And these are the biggest names of the S&P 500. So if you own the biggest cap names and they're blowing away the market, you would have done spectacularly. It's a lot easier trying to figure out, if, if you think about the money management industry and how few people actually beat the S&P over time, then trying to pick individual names is probably not how you're going to be able to do it. It really comes down to being in the right sectors at the right time. And because of the advent of ETFs, it's, it's a far superior way of approaching the market than trying to pick and create a portfolio of 20, 30, maybe I'd say definitely don't want more than 50 names in your portfolio. You, you can't possibly manage them or stay on top of everything that you would need to know. It's a lot easier just paying attention to the 11 sectors and figuring out as best you can doing a variety of different forms of analysis, which of the seven I want to be in. Rick, you're making it sound too easy for us. I know it's not that easy, and the work that you put in goes a long way to your track record of beating the S&P. It has been impressive following along with you with all your picks and seeing the record against that S&P. Thank you again for sharing your thoughts on the markets. We're having you back on next segment where we're going to look a little bit more into the commodity sector, resources broadly, precious metals, and energy. So everyone stick around. We're going to be right back with Rick Bensinger. Al Corlin's firm, A.B. Corlin and Associates Incorporated, provides consulting services to public companies on matters of regulatory compliance. To find out more, follow the link from www.kereport.com. The Corlin Economics Report will be back after this brief timeout. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Your weekly fix on finance and investing. This is the Corlin Economics Report. All right, welcome back. Continuing to listen to the weekend edition of the KE Report. We are continuing to chat with Rick Bensignor. Rick, last segment was all about the U.S. broad averages. Now I want to focus a little bit more into the resource sector. We'll get into some more specific areas like precious metals and energy. But first, look, a lot of these commodities, resources in general, are moving sideways. They've been kind of boring trades. Is there any area within this broad, wide sector that you are seeing that you're playing more on the long side? I, I don't want to misspeak because I mostly look at the precious metals uh, because I'm frequently commenting about gold and silver and copper. I, I don't have a handle right now to tell you within you know the whole metal space if, if nickel's about to take off or aluminum or something like that. I don't look at them closely enough because the bulk of the time 
I'm either writing for institutional clients, and, and that's not the most of their ballywick um, or what they have interest in. And on the individual investor side, uh, like when I'm looking at 7-Eleven, I'm looking at XLB, you know, materials, but I'm not generally digging deeply into the subsectors to figure out. I, I, I don't have the answer you're looking for. Well, Rick, I know that you do follow the energy sector. Any thoughts on just the energy sector? So energy, uh, I came into 2024 very concerned about the energy sector in relative terms to the S&P. A few years ago, it made its, I think it was 2021, it made its cyclical bottom in relative terms, had very good 22s and 23s. 24 gave back some the latter half of the year to the point that literally, if you look at it short of XLE, the energy you know, spider ETF, divided by the spider itself, you will see a head and shoulders top. I think energy names are still somewhat relatively cheap, which will help minimize how much it may sell off. But I'm not a huge fan of the energy. I do have it. I put it back in actually on February 1st, back into uh, the 7-Eleven. So it is one of the seven, but I, I don't know if I'm going to keep it because as I expected, NACAS has completely fallen apart. Crude oil, you know, is in a trading range. It goes from the low 70s to the high 70s. Really can't get out of its own way right now. And frankly, if there wasn't the Mideast tensions the way there are, which I think keeps a bid to the market, I, it wouldn't surprise me if oil, you know, WTI oil, wasn't trading in the 50s. So I'm just I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I have some exposure to it. It's close to benchmark weighting. You need a catalyst to get crude going, and natural gas. Barrett's quoted me a few days ago in an article, and I said, sure, uh, you, you certainly could buy some natural gas because, quote, it's, and this is, I'm talking about the futures, the actual price of natural gas, it's historically quite cheap, but it's still 40% above its all-time low, down just north of a dollar, and, you know, we could get there, and there's no way to manage the risk there. If you look at, even if you look at the open interest of What's going on in natural gas, the funds continue to pounce on rallies and are way short and they're they're killing it. And it's the Wall Street swap dealers who are who are long the futures contracts. It's a risky, risky bet. It's sure net gas was up ten percent in one day in the last week, but uh, earlier today I so saw it was down seven percent and you know, you're kind of still playing with fire in a marketplace that is amply supplied and um, had the big run up at the start of the Russian Ukraine war. And we saw over $10 that gas. And now you're talking about a dollar 60 that gas. You, you got me when and if it's going to turn around, but it's going to have a hard time. In percentage terms, sure, you can make some money if you catch it right. But, you know, when's the next time we're going to see $5 natural gas? I haven't a clue. Rick, quick comment then. You said that you do follow the precious metals. We've gotten your comments on that. Where do you think the precious metals go? What's your outlook? Obviously, very dollar-driven. And with the, with the dollar up near the dollar index at 104, I'm already up a few full points this year. It's certainly keeping a lid on things. 
it's interesting in in one of my weekly reports uh, it's called the tactical trader report it comes out thursdays that individual investors can subscribe to i actually wrote yesterday that my comments have not changed in three weeks for gold i literally have not changed a single thing because it's dead money nothing's happening gold needs a good dollar decline in order for it to really get the catalyst to to break out to new all-time highs and hold those new all-time highs remember a couple months ago we we got a spike move up in futures that was not matched in the cash market so futures printed a new all-time high uh, as some fund got squeezed out and then it came, you know, it was a one to two day event, came right back down. You got to get above 2100 in gold and stay above. And then you have a chance for a good 15, 20% rally. Otherwise, hanging out here at and around the $2,000 level, if you get continued strength in the dollar, uh, you're gonna, I think you're going to see gold get back $100, $150 fairly quickly. You need rates to come down and the street could not have been more wrong about what's going on in the rate market than they have been and i think i mentioned this to you guys last month when we spoke coming into 2024 the biggest consensus macro trade on the street is that u.s rates were going to fall this year right there were seven fed fund price cuts already put in in early January, investors have already been on seven cuts this year. They're down to four cuts, getting closer to three. And it's very possible the Fed does almost nothing this year. What we're seeing is that there's a shifting psychology in the marketplace that rates can stay higher for longer. They're not going to come down materially this year, and yet the stock market can continue to hold, and in this case, make new highs. And again, it's the large cap names that are doing that, but rates at 4.3%, the U.S. tenure at 4.3%, which I would have thought would hamper the stock market's ability to rally, didn't mean they crush the market, but the, the street was terribly wrong on this idea that rates were going to come off this year, and I think what people are more and more starting to realize is rates may not come off this year, and yet the stock market can still do decently. Yeah, that should have been a wake-up call this year. Rates have bounced back, and it has not mattered for those markets at all. Rick, thank you not so much all. for your time. Great chatting with you. I will post a link to the In the No Trader website. I recommend you all checking it out, especially for all of you that actively manage your portfolio. As Rick said, you can just subscribe to that one product where you just manage your portfolio on a monthly basis and beat the S&P. So, Rick, thank you very much for your time. We'll chat next month. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. You too, guys. Thanks for having me. To find out more about today's guests, visit us on the web at www.kereport.com. You're listening to the Corlin Economics Report. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. 
So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. update. It's primary day in South Carolina with voters heading to the polls. IVF becoming a campaign issue. Former President Trump campaigning in South Carolina Friday night saying he strongly supports in vitro fertilization. I strongly support the availability of IVF for couples who are trying to have a precious little beautiful baby. I support it. Vice President Kamala Harris responding, the vice president blaming Trump for Alabama becoming the first state to say that frozen embryos qualify as children under state law. Harris speaking in a video posted online. Donald Trump says that he wants to protect IVF. Don't get distracted from the facts. He literally is the architect of this entire crisis. What happened in Alabama is a direct result of what happened in the United States Supreme Court. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see? Advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com.
providing unique reporting on markets and companies since 1990. This is the Corlin Economics Report. All right, welcome back. Continuing to listen to the weekend edition of the KE Report, and we're focusing on the energy sector, more specifically oil and natural gas, as we are chatting with Dan Steffens, president of the Energy Prospectus Group. Dan, I want to get right into it in terms of natural gas. Natural gas has been on, in a way, a waterfall decline here. Back about a month ago, natural gas futures were just over $3. As of a few days ago, I guess earlier this week, prices dropped the whole way down into about the $1.50 range. We haven't seen these levels since back in 2020. Yes, I realize it's been, I guess, a warmer summer overall, but fact of the matter is this is a very depressed price for natural gas. Dan, in your eyes, why has natural gas gone through such a correction now back to uh, some very, very historically low levels? Well, when we had the really cold weather spell in January, a lot of, I call them the paper traders. These are funds that just trade the futures market. And the price you see every day on natural gas is the front month futures contract, which today it's the March 24 futures contract, which will be closing next week. So all these hedge funds and stuff went, went uh, long and then they had to cover. So they, when the price started going down, they're all panicking to cover and nobody's willing to take those long contracts. So it, it craters. Then after a while, they start shorting. Then on the other side, you got other hedge funds that start shorting gas, looking at the weather forecast, thinking that we're, we got enough gas in storage to make it through the winter. We don't need any more gas supply. And so they start shorting it, which happened here today on Wednesday is with it up 12%. It's because all it takes is one big hedge fund, one big paper trader that has to cover his short positions. Because if you're if you're just a hedge fund, you don't own any physical gas supply. If you get if you wait till that contract expires, you have to cover. It's like selling stocks, selling naked calls. So if you sell calls on your stock and then somebody calls you, if you don't really own the stock, you have to go out in the physical market and buy the stock to cover that short call position, that call that you sold, you have to cover it. So that's what they're doing in this. So on Wednesday, we're getting this spike because there's a panic in in, uh, that, and they're having to cover their short position. So there's no way that the right price for gas is below two and probably not even close to below 250. It's just too valuable to our economy. The other thing is because of the higher interest rates, you would think, okay, if you're a utility, that can actually store that gas and, and use it next winter or ne- this coming summer for power generation. Why aren't the utilities grabbing up these really cheap contracts so they do take delivery on the physical supply? Well, because you have a high interest rate and because you're going to have to pay storage fees on those, on that gas, if you buy it and put it in storage, they don't want that unless they got a huge credit line where they can get funding to cover those interest costs and the storage fees. They don't want to do it either. So you got nobody willing to take those long positions, and that's what what does this. But you know, if you look at the NYMEX strip today, the gas price is like three twenty five or something for December, and then the first quarter of next year, it's all above three because people see what's coming. We're going to need more gas and storage because we got these big LNG export facilities coming online here in the next few months. Well, Dan, let's dig into that a little bit more because we hear a lot about these LNG facilities. We also hear about some of the coal power plants converting to nat gas power plants. So from a demand side, 
like you say, it's surprising to see natural gas under three, under two, definitely in the mid ones. So do you think that the market is missing something here? Why aren't more people front running the demand side of the equation here? Well, there there is much more natural gas being used for power generation now because all the utilities do have the flexibility to switch from coal to natural gas for power generation. Of course, when it's below $2, they're going to do that as much as they can. So that's what, but the other thing is, we used to have a lot more coal-fired power plants, so there was a lot more of that that fuel switching capability available. So we don't have quite as much this year. But what's going to what's going to solve the problem is the LNG facilities, and a big one comes online here in about six months. That's Pacamans down in Louisiana, and shortly after that, you've got uh, another train coming online at Corpus Christi, and you got the uh, Golden. The golden one that's Exxon's facility that's coming also online in the first quarter. The first train of that comes online. So within 12 months, by this time next year, uh, demand for U.S. gas will be about 5 BCF a day higher than it is today just for the LNG export capacity. So to Shad's question, what, why isn't the market front-running this? If we have timelines on when demand's going to spike, why are investors not getting ahead of this? Well, if somebody really wanted to, you know, go long and take delivery of that cheap gas now and immediately sell short so that they could deliver that gas in about six months, you know, into the, when the prices go up in the winter, yeah, there's probably some money to be made there. But, you know, to do it in a large number of contracts, to do, you know, a lot, like BCFs of gas, you got to have a hell of a credit line because <laughs> you got to hold it and you got to pay storage fees. Because it it goes into a cavern someplace down in Louisiana, and you got to down by Henry up in Louisiana, and you've got to pay the storage fees on it. Dan, the biggest question here, and something that we have heard from some commentators, is simply: Does North America have too much natural gas because of the production coming out of the oil fields, and also specific natural gas companies? Yeah, in in the short run, we do, and of course, we've got all these wells drilled for oil, like in the Permian Basin, they're drilling wells for oil. And they don't care. I look. We'll talk about Diamondback later. Later, Diamondbacks realized gas price was like a buck twenty-five. You know, there's a surplus of gas coming out of the Permian Basin because those guys they don't they have to give the you know they can't flare it, so they just have to give the gas oil most. But they don't care because they're making all their money on oil sales. Now, the good thing for them on the gas side is they are stripping out a lot of the liquids. So they're getting those high-value NGLs, and that's really offsetting the lower gas price. So the thing is, if you invest in this sector and upstream companies, the, one of the first things you need to look at is is the production mix. How much oil, how much natural gas, how much NGLs do they produce? And most of them produce all three. So they have a combination, all three. And liquids prices, you know, propane's up in the last month. 12, 13 percent, you know, oil's up. So year over year, propane propane prices and uh, oil prices are both up year over year. So that offsets the lower gas prices to some extent. So I'm focused on companies right now, but, you know, our Sweet 16 is heavily weighted to liquid sales. Well, Dan, just one more question on the net gas stocks, just because I know a lot of people listening, that's what the, the world they play in. So I know that you've talked on our show before about companies like Comstock or Antero, or you just brought up EQT. You know, a lot of people in Canada are in Birchcliff. There's Range Resources. There's all these net gas companies. Would you be avoiding those right now, or would you be positioning harder in those as a contrarian bet? How are you looking at it? 
Well, we might be a day late and a dollar short because all the gassers are up like 10 or 12% today. EQT is up like 12% range in those two. Antero. Now, Comstock, I've dropped it from the Sweet 16. And the reason I did is they are a pure dry gas producer. Their production comes from the Haynesville. And they're, they're like 99% of their production is dry gas. They hardly have any NGLs and they have almost no crude oil. I mean, only like 200 barrels a day of crude oil, period. So they are getting hurt, and and they only they hedged about 20, 25% of their oil, their gas at about 350. So that's helping them a little bit. But they're they've been outspending they've been outspending their cash flow because they're proving up and securing a bunch of acreage in what they call the Western Haynesville. Now, if you believe that you know we're going to get back to 350 or something four dollars within a year, then Comstock's got huge upside because they're heavily weighted to gas, and and they're very close. They can sell their gas down into uh, the Louisiana Gulf Coast, and, and those areas do get a premium for their gas. You know, there's a Tier 1 area where there's so many LNG export facilities that they have strong demand down there, and it's down in south Louisiana. Yeah, one thing I find interesting, even look at these natural gas stocks with natural gas, again, at kind of these 2020 lows. The stocks are still broadly off their lows, but well off some of their highs of just last year, a couple of years ago. So something to consider there. Dan, we're out of time for this segment. We have to take a quick commercial break. But everyone listening, we're having Dan back on to wrap up the first hour. So stick around. We're going to be right back. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. 
It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Still chatting with Dan Steffen, president of the Energy Perspectives Group. Dan, it's time to get into a couple stocks that you sent over to us beforehand that you want to highlight. The first one being Diamondback Energy, ticker symbol FANG, F-A-N-G. Recently completed a pretty important, it seems like, acquisition here. So please take us through what you like about Diamondback Energy. Okay, full disclosure, I do own both of these stocks because my own personal portfolio is definitely focused on buying companies that pay really good dividends. And I like both of them. They are classic, just classic growth in income stocks. Diamondback Energy has been one of the darlings of the Wall Street gang since it was formed uh, 10 or 12 years ago. And its growth story is just incredible. But Diamondback Energy is in our large cap growth fund, which is called the Sweet 16. And then Viper Energy is in our high yield income portfolio. Uh, I followed both of them since they went public. And really what I like is they both have a ton of running room. Now, Diamondback, and it's a large cap, pure play on on the Permian Basin. It has nothing outside of the Permian Basin. On February 12th, they announced that they're going to be merging with a private company called Endeavor Energy Resources, which happens to have its home office directly across the street from Diamondback. These guys go go to lunch together all the time anyway. (laughs) And uh, in a transaction that was initially valued at $26 billion, but since the deal was announced, you know, you, you usually see the, the buying company stock go down a little bit and the, and the target company go up. Well, they both went up. So Diamond Fang, uh, on February the 12th opened at uh, $150 a share. And today it's on Wednesday, uh, it's uh, over a 
$180 share. So a, a pretty nice move. And then you say, well, why do you still like it? Uh, well, first of all, at the, at the current share price, this transaction is now a $30 billion transaction. So one of the biggest M&A things. But what it's going to do is once the merger closes, Diamondback will be the third largest oil producing company in the Permian Basin, which, number one, makes it a a big time target company or takeover target for a super major. Let's say Shell or, you know, that like Exxon made that big deal for Pioneer. What if Shell decides they want to do that or Chevron or somebody wants to do something like that? Then Diamondback would be on their on their radar screen. But anyway, they're, the consideration they're paying to Endeavor shareholders are getting $8 billion in cash, but they're also getting 117.3 million shares of FANG at closing. I mean, this is a really, really big, big deal that consolidates these two companies. And it's going to push their production up to over 815,000 barrels per day, or BOE per day, with 475,000 barrels of oil per day, again, making it the third highest oil producer in the Permian Basin. Now, here's why I think it's attractive. When this deal closes, this is a better, more attractive company to me anyway than than Pioneer Natural Resources, which recently they're in the process of merging with ExxonMobil in a transaction that was was valued at sixty billion, which is about ten billion more than what the projected market cap of Fang is going to be when the deal closes. So Pioneer's production is about seven hundred and twenty-five thousand BOE a day. 377,000 barrels of oil per day. So uh, Diamondback's post-merger production is going to be almost 100,000 barrels a day of oil more than Pioneer's production. So just logically, you would think if you compare them together, Diamondback then has a value to a major like Exxon or Shell or somebody of $70 billion if they paid you know, $60 billion for Pioneer. But I, what I really like about it, I think, don't, you know, don't think about it being taken over just as a great company. It's got tremendous running room. They have some of the best Tier 1 acreage in the Permian Basin. They have, you know, a couple decades worth of high-quality drilling locations. they got a great mix of uh, production, uh, 58% crude oil, 21% high-value NGLs, and 21% natural gas. And right now, the liquid, their liquids revenue is 94% of their revenue. So they're, they're not hurt at all by these lower gas prices. And after the deal closes uh, at the end of this year, it's expected to close in the fourth quarter of this year. So they're going to enter 2025. And based on my forecast, and they've given guidance, they've given production guidance and detailed guidance for uh, 2025, it should uh, generate like over 10 billion of operating cash flow of which 5.5 billion will be free cash flow. So when you divide that by the outstanding shares, you know, that's like 30 something dollars per share. And they have publicly said they are going to return 50% of their free cash flow, which is 18.75 per share will be returned to shareholders in a form of dividends and stock buybacks. That's over a 10% yield based on today's uh, share price. But this thing's getting rave reviews by all of the uh, analysts. I've looked their five most recent analyst price target increases that have been posted by Tipsranks just in the last week. The lowest one is 177, but it's way lower than anybody else. And the highest one is from uh, Neil Dingman at Truist Financial, which is a, a five star, one of the most highly respected energy sector analysts. His valuation is 250 per share, so it's selling, selling for 200 per day, and it's uh, today 
and his top price target is 250. And it, and it pays really good dividends now for like a, uh, about a six, five or six percent dividend yield now, but it's really the, the long-term growth potential of that one. So you got any questions about Diamondback? No, I think you covered it all. Dan, I was going to ask you about the dividend and the sustainability there, as well as some of the price targets, but I think you covered it all there. So let's move on to, I guess we could call it Diamondback's little brother here, Viper yeah. Energy. Diamondback does hold a little over 51% of the outstanding shares of Viper. Viper is a minerals holding company, a bit different than an actual producer. Take us through what you like about Viper Energy. Well, first of all, if you if you have listeners that really love, they're bullish on you know fossil fuels anyway. That the mineral companies are the safest bet. They have no drilling liability. They just they own the actual minerals, and they don't expire. Minerals don't expire. So. When people drill and complete wells on their land, they start getting royalty checks. And Viper was created because Diamondback did not feel that they were getting credit for their minerals. Because instead of just going out and leasing land, they were going out and actually buying people's mineral rights. So they didn't have to worry about expiration dates. And it's one of their you know things that was very attractive when it first went public. So they owned a lot of minerals. So a few years ago, they decided to create Viper and drop down all their minerals into Viper. Uh, Diamondback currently owns 51.2%, and they do control the company. In fact, they have they have their conference calls, you know, in the same room together and everything. So anyway, but uh, when the merger of, of Endeavor into Diamondback closes, Endeavor also owns a lot of minerals. Now Endeavor is a private company, so you know they didn't need to spin off their minerals. They've owned all these minerals for a long time, and it's estimated that those minerals produce about 26 thousand BOE per day of current production and a high percentage of it is oil and liquids and that once those go into Diamondback, Diamondback's gonna drop those down into Viper and they will they'll get they'll get stock, they'll get or some cash for that or something and Viper will go out and get a loan and pay them for it, whatever. But then that's gonna take Viper Viper's production. They just announced yesterday their fourth quarter results. So its current production is was 43,783 BOE a day, 56% oil and 22% NGLs in the fourth quarter. But that would go up to like 70,000 BOE a day or 75,000 BOE a day if they drop all of Endeavor's minerals into Viper. Now, in addition to that, if you're familiar with the minerals company, so what you want to look at is how much drilling activity is on their acreage. Well, I listened to... Uh, the conference call when they were talking about the merger and they said they're probably going to have like 20 rigs drilling on those minerals. Uh, and they're, they're a very aggressive driller. Diamondback's one of the most aggressive drillers in the Permian Basin. So that means in addition to getting, you know, a year from now being at 70,000 BOE per day, they're going to have steady production growth in Viper. It pays out a very high percent. I think it pays out about 60% of its free cash flow. And it, and because it has no drilling liability or no drilling expenses, a very high percentage of their operating cash flow is free cash flow. So I got them, I think in 2025, their dividend could rise to over 350, maybe even $4 a share, which would be, you know, a 10% dividend yield a year from now. 
All right, Dan, thank you, as always, for spending time with us, sharing some of your insights and some of the companies that you follow in the Energy Perspectives group. Look, there, there's a lot of companies that you follow, always identified into different categories depending on what the investor is looking for. So I will post a link to the Energy Perspectives group so everyone who's listening who wants to dive a bit more into oil and natural gas companies and the sector, they can follow you there. Dan, again, thank you very much for your time on this weekend show. Everyone, thanks for tuning in on this weekend show. We'll be back with you full-time next week. Be sure to visit our website, kereport.com, and podcast The KE Report to stay up to date with all our daily editorials and company updates. I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. For our upcoming appearance schedule, visit kereport.com. The Corlin Economics Report will be back in just a moment. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523.